Now, we Australians first met a woman called Princess Haya bint al-Hussein at the Sydney Olympics in 2000. She was a champion equestrian. She carried the flag of the Jordanian national team. Now she's back in the headlines after fleeing from her husband, the ruler of Dubai, Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum. The writer Ola Salem says the case of Princess Haya, who's now in London, is not unusual among the Gulf's super-rich ruling families. She's speaking here with RN's Andrew West. What we do know from the UAE specifically, Princess Haya is the third to leave Al Maktoum family. There are other royals that are trying to flee, but their cases aren't public. So it's quite difficult to track down their cases, basically. Investigators aren't able to get access. Why would you want to flee the privilege of a royal household? When people think of princesses, you know, let alone Dubai, you know, a place that's so progressive and, and glamorous, that somehow people don't think it's possible for someone who has basically a, a fairy book tale story could want to leave. It's quite surprising. But in reality, they are as restricted as other women in the region. Women in the region are disadvantaged socially because they live in a patriarchal society. They are restricted by culture, by religion, by laws. Basically, not a lot is on their side. Indeed, in a piece that you wrote recently for Foreign Policy magazine, you argue that many of these privileged women actually have the worst of the situations. Why is that? Because everyday life they interact with people from outside you know they interact with expatriates people working in the palace they go to estates abroad and they see a life they could have but it's out of reach for them you know they do have the means to live differently they have the resources but they cannot so in that sense it's quite difficult for them because they see what they could have but they just can't get it Just give us an idea of some of the very real restraints that many of these women in the royal households face, some of the very concrete ways in which their basic liberties are stolen from them. Because these cases are in the UAE, I'll I'll talk more about that. So UAE is actually the only country in the Persian Gulf that has no laws against domestic violence against women. So in 2010, there was a court ruling that said that a man could beat his wife as long as he doesn't leave any marks on her body. Uh, it's also the, you know one of the countries that you know allows marital rape. And in the UAE, for example, women don't get full custody of their children, particularly when they reach a certain age. It's usually preteens. This could all impact why Princess Haya wanted to leave Dubai if there was a case of divorce, if it was the case of she was worried that she would lose custody over her children, being in the UAE would not help her. And in circumstances that we normally associate with people who are indentured servants, even in the cases of royal women, they, what I believe, have their passports confiscated by their husbands to prevent them leaving? Yes, according to Sharia or the laws, they actually can't travel with their children, for example, without the husband's approval because it's the father who is the legal guardian. So in the end of the day, the man, he has more power over the woman. He, he, there are restrictions on education, on where they can go, on what they can do online, if they can have any presents, who they marry. So there are a lot of restrictions. I mean, even things as simple as cutting your hair. In the case of, for example, Rahaf Muhammad, who we saw fled 
to Canada when she escaped from family. Although she's not a princess, she's the daughter of a governor from Saudi Arabia. And she was locked up after cutting her hair because her parents said she wouldn't then be appealing for men who, you know, for marriage. Ola, you mentioned marriage there. My understanding is that many of these princesses are in fact part of polygamous marriages. They're often the fifth or the sixth wife. Is there a hierarchy among the wives? With wives, particularly with Arab rulers, they're not publicly known. For example, we may know uh, Sheikh Mohammed's first wife, Princess Hind, but we wouldn't know the names necessarily of other wives. According to Islam, a man can only have four wives at a time. And we see a lot of stories saying Princess Haya is a sixth wife. Overall, she's a sixth wife, but he's not actually currently married to six women. Now, Ola, a lot of this, as you say, is about the culture, is about this notion of the patriarchy. How much of it is also about that very old-fashioned thing in divorce, and that is about money, because we read where Princess Haya, for example, is now holed up in an £85 million home in London. Does it come down, in effect, to a lot of these princes not wanting to make settlements with former wives that will cost them a lot of money? That is true. I mean, divorce cases, particularly in the Arab region, you do find a lot of men not wanting to go to the courts to get a a divorce from their wives because they want their wives to basically give up their rights. And that's when they tell them, okay, sure, I'll grant you the divorce then. Because there's a late dowry for a woman when she gets married to a man in the Arab world and the Muslim world. The man pays upfront dowry and then a dowry at divorce if divorce takes place. And how do you think these developments could affect Dubai's international relations, especially with the UK, where Princess Hire is now in hiding? I think it definitely entraps three royal families. You have the Jordanian family, who the Jordanian king is her half-brother, and you have the UK royal family, who are very close to Princess Haya and Sheikh Mohammed. And then you have the UAE royal family, of course, is definitely there's going to be you know, a diplomatic headache for all three. It will be interesting to see what happens. You know, we hear there's a court case that's going to be in the UK's higher court on July 30th. So that will really reveal a lot if the case is solely on custody or is it about divorce or what exactly the situation is. That's British-Egyptian writer Ola Salem speaking there with RN's Andrew West. And you can hear a longer version of that discussion uh, at the Religion and Ethics Report homepage. It's available now on the RN website.